Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about strikes are pointless, and I gave some ideas, pretty, I think, easy ideas to implement right now that could make the game and strikes matter kind of overnight with bounties at Zavala and some other things. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, uh, let me know in the comments below if you like this new format of the Q&A sessions not hitting your YouTube sub feed, but being sort of on the channel and linked to in the description of the previous talk. I'm trying something new. I'm creating too much content, but I needed to go live on YouTube. I don't want to overwhelm you. So let me know in the comments below what you think of this new format. Uh, as always, coming in live is an easy way and a great way to support what I do. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Uh, and if I'm not live, click the follow button. That's a free way to support what I do. So let's just jump right into the Q&A because I do want to have time. I'm going to be shoutcasting the Apex Legends tournament today. I want to give my time, myself time for that. So Louis Hendricks says, do you think they should bring nightfall rewards to all strikes like they did in D1 to incentivize actually running strikes? The reason that I outlined an idea that's quite a bit different than this is because I think strikes as a playlist should be more about a grind. If you think about the difference between going to a specific nightfall for a drop and a playlist, I do think they are they're thematically different, and I think that's important to point out. I also think that's an important sort of system to have in place the reason i think that's important is because whenever i'm you know whenever i'm playing a game like destiny and i go into a playlist i think staying in the grind there's an appeal to that and that's why i think what i put forward with a bounty system an increased drop rate and a rank with zavala i just think that makes more sense of the context of a playlist than having strike specific loot the other problem with strike specific loot is that you can just go to the strike you can just literally just go to the strike on the map and I just think that's problematic I think that's far too easy uh, it's not that difficult um, it's not that difficult to even even get in there and, and, and do it you know you just go run it really quickly and then you get a drop and then you go and run it really quickly and you get a drop and personally from where I sit I, I don't think that that's the best system because it's far too accessible I again I think a playlist grind It just makes more sense, again, of the theme of a playlist rather than like, oh, I'm going to go pick this strike right now, Lake of Shadows, and just play it as much as I possibly want. So grinding a playlist just makes more sense to have bounties like we have with Ada and then a streak bonus for, you know, the longer that you're in there. Adrian says, why don't they implement strike-specific armor sets? In my talk, I outlined something that I feel like they could do is while you're in the playlist, armor pieces could be dropping for a full set that's separate from the set that you could be building with Zavala's bounties. You could be sort of saying, hey, it's called, you know, Strike Master set or something, and it it would have to look cool. I mean, if we're honest, it would have to look cool. You couldn't, I don't think you could have a, a strike set like that dropping if it was kind of boring now you wouldn't want the drop rate to be incredibly low because obviously the only reason people are going to pivot to new armor that looks cool at this sort of stage of the game is because of infusion right it would have to you would have to be able to have it dropping in a reasonable amount so you could get the perks that you want and, and basically grind for a roll and 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 chase a certain role while you're doing the the strike playlist so that would be a way to implement uh an armor set across all strikes not specific to a particular boss 
or mission. Ionic Dreams. Should they make the Nightfalls the strikes? Just get away from the cards and make matchmaking work for Nightfalls. I think you're getting at something that does feel separated. I kind of like how it's separated, but I do think one of the downfalls right now of strike-specific loot being relegated to Nightfalls is an absence of matchmaking. Thank you, Johnny, for two months of subs. Welcome back. So, you're pinpointing a problem that I think is solved by matchmaking. I like having Nightfalls over here. Now, getting rid of the cards, sure. I do think they've, they've punted the ball when they didn't need to. Having two different nightfalls, a normal nightfall and then a, a one where the card is active would be perfect. You run the normal nightfall, matchmaking's on, you can play with, you know, random people, get the nightfall done, get a chance at the gun, you don't gotta play with your buds. But if you wanna speed things up a bit, if you meet some people that are nice, you could send them a message or a friend request and say, hey, that went really well, you guys wanna team up, I could set, to, set up a card and we can kinda speed run it and get this done a little bit faster. I think that'd be a good way to set it up. I also think difficulty spectrum in general is a value point that needs to come to Destiny. I don't know if it can come in Destiny 2, but I think the removal of difficulty levels was an enormous mistake, especially after you see the value that it brings to games like Diablo, Anthem, and Division. You're missing out on a lot of replayability as well as incentive to make things a little bit harder for the hardcore players. Says uh, says Aruna, personally, I wouldn't touch strikes even with loot incentive being added because the strikes themselves aren't enticing enough to play. What changes would you make to make the strike gameplay aspects more fun instead of just stuffing them full of loot? Well, I think you need to remember that every loot pursuit in Destiny gets somewhat mundane and mindless. Pretending that strikes could be vibrant for an infinite amount of time, I, I, I think that's somewhat... Um, foolhardy I don't want to be mean here I don't want to make it sound like I'm insulting you but like it just seems a little foolhardy to think they could keep strikes infinitely fun or always always kind of saucy they're eventually going to settle into a rhythm you're going to speed run you're going to you're going to skip you're going to skip past sections of the mission you're going to skip past sections of the ads that you don't feel like fighting and I think that that is totally fine I mean, Forges are a grind, Nightfall's a grind, Raid, all those become sort of rote and and memorized. If anything, this is something that I was surprised I got pushback from on my YouTube channel. I was really surprised to see this pushback, that when I said that Destiny 2 strikes were better than D1 strikes, D1 strikes were so boring. There was never anything super bombastic going on. It was always stand here and defend the ghost, and then the boss was just a giant prop with a huge health bar. I, th- I don't know. When I think about th- the only time strikes got really exciting is when they remixed the music was cool too. When they remixed Sepix Prime, and then obviously a la Cool and the Shield Brothers brought something that was missing, which was a lot more movement and a lot more excitement. But even those got into a rhythm and a pattern and we beat them really fast, even after the initial sort of, you know, once the chip, once the paint starts to chip and you sort of start to see like, oh, if you stand here or if you do this or if you do this thing, this is way better. I think the boss fights in Destiny 2 Strikes are significantly better. 
the 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 mechanics the rhythm the phases i think they're significantly better than what we had in d1 now that's opinion right so i'm open to people disagreeing and saying well no lono i actually love the strikes in d1 i think nostalgia is playing a bigger part than quality there to be fair um because there was way less going on there was so much more skipping and bosses again we just settled into a melt rhythm you just melted a la cool with swords you just melted shield brothers really really fast with the right builds and the right burns you were never really engaging with the fights destiny 2 is no different so acting as if there's some sort of value diminishment there um we got screwed by an afk player here i thought i was killing fast enough i guess i wasn't we ran out of time um i i actually think the d2 strikes are in a great spot now asking the question what could be done to entice you to play we already touched on this a little bit when Chevy first got here and said, oh, I want there to be better modifiers. I happen to agree. I think modifiers and exciting things, like I said this after the snowballs were everywhere. Do you remember when they put the snowballs in the strikes and you could throw them and then you couldn't throw them for a while? I said when they did that, in the aftermath of the snowballs, I said, man, what if they did that with... Siva charges, swords, and scorch cannons. All of a sudden, you go into a strike, and you're like, oh my gosh, there's Siva charges everywhere? What the frick? You pick up a Siva charge, you throw it, it explodes, and you can't pick up one for a while. You pick up a cannon, same thing. That adds sauce, that adds excitement. Maybe when they add those modifiers, they make things a little bit tankier and a little bit stronger, so you do have to kind of lean on those things to complete the strikes. You can't just go through guns blazing. You're like, no, we need the extra power from the sword siva chargers or uh whatever i know that could be pretty cool because then you're actually saying this strike's gonna play completely different than you've ever played it you're literally running around with swords you're literally running around with i know there's all kind of relics they could add i'm sure uh to the mix and then that would keep people i think sort of in the mindset of well this you know this week they've got this modifier this week they've got this going on uh that's gonna be fun that's gonna add to some of the you know to some of the flair but they're not going to be able to change however many strikes there are whatever it is like somewhere between 10 and 15 they're not going to be able to change all those strikes dramatically from what they are now to suddenly make you feel like you're going to you know all oh, this is this is mind-blowingly fun you got to remember that destiny content has to be sort of repeatable at fun and and sort of almost mindless rhythms that's part of what happens i think with the grind is you you basically hit that rhythm of everything is everything is coming out at this, I'm shooting this guy, then I'm going here, then I'm baking this boss. That's just generally how Destiny plays. So you have to understand that they're not going to be able to continually keep you sort of satiated with something new and exciting that, you know, feels different and fresh every time. I think there's an element of... Uh, there's an element of unobtainable expectations there to a certain degree. They're just, they're gonna settle into a rhythm. Raids and Nightfalls do the exact same thing. They settle into a rhythm, you you get to a point where everything is almost automated. And that's totally fine. That's gonna happen in Diablo, Anthem, Division. You get into the automated rhythm. You watch, you know, streamers play and they're reading chat while fighting enemies and not paying attention to what they're doing. I, that, I think, to a certain extent, sometimes people buck up against that, but that's part of some of these games' appeal is that it just becomes part of your daily routine and social habit and you're playing and you're not really paying attention to what you're doing but you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself and then there's the excitement of the loot drop that happens and then you, you know you can 
keep going if you don't get the one that you like. If it was super arduous and long and drawn out and frustrating and challenging, I think sometimes the loot pursuit would start to really become too much of a frustration point and people would then think, this is taking too long. I mean, I would use Last Wish as an example. Eventually people are like, dude, I'm so sick of this raid, I don't care about 1k voices. And that is related to both drop rate and repetition, you know. Acute Almond. How do you feel about Titan viability in PvP after incoming nerf? Supers aren't that great, kind of bad mobility. I mean, I'm not sure what you're doing in Crucible other than maybe being salty about macros getting, uh, you know, nerfed because it's cheating. Um, But, you you know, you can't use macros for skating. But I still feel like Titans have a lot of play in PvP, both with forward momentum. Uh, They're a very headstrong class. Uh, They also have a striker bottom attunement that is ridiculously dumb right now um i think hammers has always been pretty decent it's it's not a it's not amazing it's not mind-blowing it's definitely not Dawnblade. but the striker the super the bottom tree that i'm gonna put on display right now is dumb um is a du- it's just silly what you can do with this super as far as it can last eternally again placement and and enemies being available is part of the equation but as long as you've got people to smash with rb you have an eternal super and I, i'm not being hyperbolic here i'm not exaggerating it is literally an eternal super as long as you can hit people with the rb button so i think what you're what you're saying about titans is a little inaccurate now it is subjective Maybe you got so used to Titan skating with macros that you suddenly feel like you can't function. And if that's the case, I'm going to kind of laugh at you a little bit since macroing was cheating and it was a ridiculous advantage that was breaking the game. But I think that, you know, at, at at a certain degree, you have to admit that Titans have, I think, a lot of play, uh, in PVP. I don't actually know much about PVP meta right now but i know titans have always been strong in pvp because of their forward momentum their shoulder charge and shoulder charge pairs really well with the shotgun meta right now um and you know that's the end of the super because i've i've made enough of these stupid balls to to last us a lifetime so i i actually think the uh titans are in a fine spot so Ursa Furiosa getting nerfed was frustrating, but I don't think that was necessarily the best the best execution of it anyways in PvP, just running around and basically being invincible and then getting your super back if dum-dums were, you know, shooting it. <laughs> you know, that is uh that was certainly a part of some of the nerfs that happened as well. If you were loving running Ursa, I you know, I feel your pain, but again, there wasn't a whole lot of skill involved, but you know, popping Ursa and running at people and letting them shoot your super so that you could get it back. I mean that that's that was again something that was overrealized. You have to also understand something I completely left out of the discussion about Titans. They have the one-eyed mask, which obviously if you don't have one-eyed mask, you're probably frustrated by me saying that, but one-eyed mask is one of the most influential exotics in PvP right now. Uh, one of the most complained about, and I would say that, my gosh, this gun's crispy. Um, I would say that that puts Titans in a class all their own, if you have one-eyed mask. One and only defender. Do you think Luna's howl, uh, not forgotten, should get nerfed or changed? Like, uh, need kill to proc mag howl? No, no. They don't need nerf. They're rewards for people that worked hard to get them. Work hard, get them, or shut up. Like, that's my feedback 
on the Lunas and the Not Forgotten. If you're losing to the Lunas and the Not Forgotten, get out an Ace of Spades and get better because Ace of Spades can hold its own against Lunas and Not Forgotten. I had numerous people this morning telling me that. Like, lots of people. I, I, I believe it's a trustworthy testimony that people are saying Ace of Spades actually can hold its own against Lunas and Not Forgotten. Uh, and I think that has to be considered in the equation because people are acting like Lunas and Not Forgotten are just, oh, you win automatically if you have them, they need to be nerfed. No, they're great weapons, they were great rewards for people that worked hard for them, and if you're losing to it, you probably would lose to that person anyway if they were using another hand cannon like Ace. They're better than you. Um, that's just a fact. Now, for the longest time... And I understand where this comes from. For the longest time, the Destiny community has been groomed to blame equipment uh, on why they're losing. And this started with the Matador. If you had a Matador with a range perk and a Matador without a range perk, the difference was so freaking palpable that they felt like different weapons. Uh, literally felt like different weapons. I mean, it didn't. It, you could not compete with uh, you know against a Matador that was God Roll if you didn't have you know, the right perks. And so that that set the stage, I think, you know, and how many years ago was that where the stage has been set now for people to think, if I'm losing, it's because their equipment's stronger than mine. Right? And that was true with Matador. If you lost to somebody who had a God Roll Matador and, and you didn't have a God Roll Matador, that was true. <clears throat> you could blame the equipment. But when it comes to the Lunas and the Not Forgotten, the people that are using it and they're beating you, they would beat you with any other good hand cannon. They're a good player, right? If you gave me a Lunas and a Not Forgotten, and then you gave Lumi, um, I don't know, just give him the Dire Promise. He liked that gun. Give him the Dire Promise. That's a good hand cannon that you can just pull from collections. Lumi would probably beat me 8 out of 10 times. I'd probably maybe catch him off guard. Maybe he'd miss a shot or two. You know, again, in a 1v1, maybe not. He'd probably win 10 out of 10 because he would just control the map and I would never get shot. I would I would never beat him, especially if he was running his hunter. So, why? Because he's a better player. So, I, these players that are beating you with the Lunas and the Not Forgotten, they would beat you even if they had to use an ace or like a Dire Promise. If the Dire Promise can 3-tap, I'm pretty sure it can. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it can 3-tap on a crit. You'd lose to them anyway. Um, so... I'm good with trust and I can't beat guys with Luna if we're both landing shots. Well, I mean, number one, you're using a trust. Is a trust really beat? Is is a trust really built for, for high end game? Like, is that what it's built for? I don't know if the trust is built for those engagements. I think the trust is more built for PVE because it rolls with perks and things that just seems more built for pvp and a trust four taps and a luna's three taps you're setting yourself up for failure that's i'm gonna have to blame you i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm gonna have to blame you you're literally using an inferior weapon i against that i mean trust is just not meta right now now a trust is a good weapon i'm not saying trust is garbage but trust against a pinnacle gun is gonna lose because trust isn't a pinnacle pvp weapon it's a good weapon viability doesn't mean superiority trust is viable right trust is viable it's not superior viability is not equal to superiority and that's fine i think that's the rub right people want 
a reason to grind here's a reason to grind a pinnacle gun people get that pinnacle gun and they're like well that's not fair trust has a higher rate of fire than the A's right which is why it takes four shots instead of three to kill that's the impact rate of fire uh, relationship that's existed in destiny since destiny one so I I don't and, and again someone in chat saying they can use trust with snapshot and explosive payload and they act and they counter lunas and not forgotten so it's it's subjective again the question is should these things be nerfed no they were incentive for grind you do not nerf incentive for grind like they just did to a bunch of you know exotics like shards of Galanor <clears throat> you don't you don't nerf incentive for grind number two there's clearly weapons in the game that can hold their own against lunas and not forgotten so Lunas has a higher rate of fire than Ace oh well right uh, all I'm saying is I had plenty of people this morning saying they use Ace of Spades and it competes with Lunas and Not Forgotten so they've even watched players that play competitively prefer Ace in some regards because it's just more forgiving as a weapon Fet. my main problem with strikes is how unnecessary the majority of the strike feels uh, we just end up running past most of the ads anyway. How'd you feel about strikes getting more to the point quicker? And of course, adding strike-specific loot to each boss. Now, this was something that Slayer Rage brought up a long time ago, and he and I were in agreement that it does feel a little bit silly to basically just run past all of the enemies in strikes. It, it seems weird to have these strikes. They're jam-packed full of enemies, and there's no incentive to fight them. In fact, <clears throat> if you're looting, you have an incentive to run past them. Because you're just trying to get to the loot faster. You're just trying to get to the rep faster. Now, what if, if Zavala had rep... Uh, here's another Here's another thought. Ada's bounties require some steps to complete. What if the steps to complete the, the, the bounties for Zavala for these specific weapons included a point system in the strikes so you could potentially if you run past all the enemies it's going to take you three strikes to finish the bounty but if you take your time and you shoot the enemies you're going to get enough points to complete the bounty in two strikes well when you do that you're incentivizing people to actually engage with the enemies because there's a tangible benefit they're like oh there's an actual reason for me to do this I, i you know i get something I actually get a bump in my efficiency by killing the enemies. And then you're going to have people chaining supers and using supers to chain their abilities, to chain orbs, to kill things quickly. That's actually pretty fun when people start playing that way, I think. I think when people start actually becoming efficient at fighting instead of efficient at just running past everything, that's where some of the sauce would come from, right? You'd have the modifiers adding to that too. Well, how should we build, man? How should we, we're going to be we're going to be running this. Let's try and get through this as fast as we can while killing the enemies. Modifiers are going to play a role there. Oh, this is on. Let's go with this build and these supers. We can feed each other. We can get lots of kills. We can get lots of points. We can be done with this bounty in two strikes. And you keep running that rhythm. And then the people that are like, I don't really want to do that. I just want to throw myself into matchmaking. No worries. After three strikes, you automatically complete the bounty anyway. It's a given. You don't have to pair up and like sweat your way through a strike. You could, you could, you know, just matchmake your way through three. Not a big deal. If you're matchmaking your way through three, you'll make up some of the time because some strikes are really fast when you run past everything. It'd be a pretty even Steven trade. 
but you could incentivize the more organized players, the more intelligent players to get done faster because they could be essentially, you know, building and specking for the modifiers and and killing tons of enemies and getting the modifier, getting the, I'm sorry, the point multiplier up and saying, oh, hey, it's only going to take you two strikes to complete this bounty. Again, I, I think motivating people to kill the enemies is fine, but you don't you don't have to necessarily force us to kill the enemies. It's just a matter of, hey, if you want to get this done a little bit faster, uh, you, you can you can kill the enemies and you'll get points and that'll that'll add to your to your efficiency. Now, some people might do the math and be like, nah, it's still faster just to speed run three, and then that would be something that they would have to look at. RPG. I enjoy the strikes, but I find the loot at the end lackluster. My question to you is, how could they improve those final rewards? I address this in the talk by saying, if you stay in the playlist, your streak bonus increases the likelihood of you getting exotics, as well as there being a new consumable, and you could call this consumable card of the dead, where there's a chance for them to drop a card of the dead, and when they drop that, you can use that when you're going into Nightfalls for Nightfall-specific loot for maybe an increased drop chance, um, an increased drop chance in the, in the, in the, if you're, like, grinding for, like, a Warden's Law or something. Well, card of the dead would be a consumable that you'd be excited to see. So again, that makes the loot at the end exciting. The other thing we talked about was the the armor set. Strikes could have a you know a strike master armor set where different pieces can be dropping really from any boss. And getting that armor set maybe could come with benefits. Maybe when you're wearing all the armor pieces, you get an increased you know earn rate on the on the on the XP. And then that helps you with your rank with Zavala. So getting those armor pieces to drop would be exciting because you could get your full set and maybe make it look cool too. So, you know, you get a role that you really like and you're excited because you think the gauntlets or the helmet look dope. Um, these are all things I think that would layer the incentive. Some of that stuff might not matter to anybody. That's why layered incentive is such a smart play. Gank says... Personally, strikes aren't completely pointless for me. I use them to grind exotics, although I do see why at the end of the day they are pointless. Do you think adding strikes that have raid-like mechanics would be good? Also, maybe adding missions, including strikes for pinnacle gear or for specific power armor drops would help, not just farming for guns. I mean, I think that's where that's where Zavala's bounties would come into play, and I, I definitely think there's an element to that that being a a different loot grind you don't always need to have like oh there's an actual tangible this guy can drop this loot benefit from every single piece of content you can have it be there a little bit like i said with the armor sets but there doesn't always need to be oh this guy drops this this strike drops this i think that starts to get a little ludicrous you can just have as i said meat and potatoes content and strikes are meat and potatoes content strikes have that feel they have that you're just kind of in the grind you're getting it done you're doing the things you're 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 killing the bosses you're getting to the end it just has that feel to it and i think that you don't always need to have this drawn out this drawn out loot pool of I thought I had the 1K voices on. I was like, what the frick? Uh, it can just, it can just, yeah, Lou to Chris. It would get Lou to Chris. That's, that's a funny joke. Um, I'm, I'm partially sad I read it. Uh, they spelled ludicrous with the word loot. Ha <laughs> ha Uh, anyway. So, yeah, I think, I think there could definitely be, there could definitely be too much loot and then too much loot incentive. But I also think 
the intentionality with the bounties would fix that. You would feel a sense of this is why I'm going into this is why I'm going into these strikes. This is what I'm chasing. And then even like I said, once you get the thing that you want or the role that you want, you still have a reason to keep going in there maybe for the streak bonuses, maybe for, you know, farming for exotics and then as well as that feeling of oh, I'm raising my I'm raising my 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 strike, you know, rank with Zavala, which has benefits as well. And that, that again, that's why staggering the, the 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 incentives is is a good thing. You actually create a spectrum of intrigue for people that you may not care about the armor set, the pieces that drop. You may only care about the, you know, the freaking. You may only care about the the guns themselves or the bounties themselves and so maybe they 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 lose their punch for a while for you but that's why spectrum is so important because then it's up to the player the player can decide whether or not a pursuit is worth their while and then that 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 turns into what's your motivation what are you chasing what matters to you and then again when 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 things start to dry up you might be like you know what I really didn't care about that Zavala ship or that Zavala sparrow or any of that stuff I didn't care about any of that but we're kind of in a drought right now it might be fun to grind strikes and earn that you know it's kind of a that's a seasonal thing that's going to be going away soon let me let me try and snag that you know Sideways rain recently my time has been consumed with buying a house and proposing and I've fallen so far behind in destiny uh, far enough to the point that I'm practically unable to play with my friends who stayed on top of it. This happened once before, but on a smaller scale. It seems to me that Destiny has this exponential issue of once you fall from the grind for a certain amount of time, you're likely to fall past the point of no return. It's practically put me off playing the game entirely. Uh, there's no question here, but I guess thanks for sharing your story. <laughs> I mean, I get where you're coming from, right? I do think that Luke Smith addressed this in a blog post, though. He said that he said they are thinking about ways for there to be catch-up mechanics. Because if you sit on the sidelines just for a little while, it's very easy for you to feel that sense of dread of, oh man, I'm never going to be able to catch up with my buds. I'm never going to be able to do the things that they're doing. You know, I'm never going to have access to the content. They're thinking through ways of having catching up. As I said before, I think everything should level you up. I think streamlining the leveling is key to the game's future because if you're always going to be using leveling up as a value point of your seasons and your annual pass content, you know, the the, the, the new level bump is free, but then the content is attached to the new level. Oh, hey, you can go up to 750 now. Sweet. Awesome. Um, oh, and if you get to 750, there's new content. That's cool. If leveling's not streamlined, then a lot of the portion of the community is going to look at that and kind of be like, well, great. I literally just got to 630. Now I'm, I'm not even 650 yet. Leveling up should be streamlined. Every piece of content you engage with should be leveling up. It should be leveling you up. Leveling to 500 should be faster than leveling to 600. Leveling to 650 should be faster than leveling to 700. It should stagger. You know, there should be big jumps from big activities and bigger jumps when you're underneath the old cap. So when they raise the cap to 700 and you do like a nightfall, you should get big, big jumps from that. And you should be able to keep grinding the nightfall to get big, big jumps all the way to to 650. You know, and then you all then you grind, you know, from 650 to 700. You can still again 
keep grinding what you feels like what you feel like has the best payout we don't we don't gain anything as a community as a game by saying no 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 no. you can only do these activities to level oh and by the way you're gonna run out of these activities every week get the frick out of my face candy crush in disguise no uh uh-uh let me play as much as I want. Let me level up as much as I want. Get this Candy Crush limited opportunity crap out of the game. Let me play and let me level up. And, oh, well, people are going to level up too fast. Oh, really? Because the hardcore players hit max level in a week or two. So what the frick does it matter? You're not doing anything other than frustrating the player base at large needlessly. It just, it doesn't belong in an, in an RPG. You know, I don't want to pay for a lollipop to play a little bit longer. I don't want to be like, oh, you've run out of things to do. Come back next week so you can keep leveling up. No, that's garbage. Get out of here with that. Let me just play and level. And then, as I've said before, if you have all these pockets waiting for me, getting to max level has purpose. Oh, now that I'm max level, all these bounties that Lona was talking about, I can do all these now. I can chase these guns. I can raise my rank with Zavala. You know, I have all these paths and all these things that open to me. Well, because I hit max level. But if, if getting to max level doesn't open the game up, then it makes sense that they try and slow people down because it's basically an extended and artificial value point of, well... It's going to take you a while to level up. Well, what am I? Well, okay. Now that I'm level up, now what do I do? Well, nothing really. You can chase nightfall specific rewards or Ada, you know, Ada bounties like the forge bounties, and that's pretty much it. And I, I think that right there is the template. You take that and you copy pasta that everywhere. You put that literally everywhere. And when you do that, that's when people can decide what's worth their time once they're max level and then getting the max level quickly doesn't matter it just gets them to that end game loot grind faster and then they can chase the things they want place value on the things that they want and feel that sense of reward when they get those things ah I'm gonna run out of super I don't want to run out of super (laughs) it's the eternal titan super I made it last a little bit longer. Next question, Saving Annihilator. How would you feel about a normal strike playlist with no modifiers as I feel modifiers dictate your loadout? Obviously, they need to fix the problem strikes currently have to offer incentive. I think enough people gave feedback in, in the chat, and I think there's enough feedback in the community that modifiers are not a negative. Modifiers add add differences. You know, saying that, you know, hey this week is this, this week is that changing your loadout to meet the modifiers adds variety and differences what you're what you're describing is just, you know, static content that lets you go in default loadout, kill all the enemies as fast as possible, and then that's pretty much the end of the matter and I think modifiers brings an element of variety and difference that is exciting right? Because when you're playing strikes over and over and over again, the content's repetitive and there's nothing wrong with that. But at the very least, you could you could say, well, I'm at least running a different loadout this week. This week, Telesto feels really, really strong. This week, this week we've got, you know, uh, rocket launchers are feeling really strong. Or this week there's SIVA charges everywhere or whatever the frick they come up with, you know. Train. I have more of a statement, but I really enjoyed running strikes for the quest, uh, for the loaded question. Uh, I really want more for that kind of content in the future. 
I couldn't disagree with you more because when there's if I think Ada's bounties are a better rhythmic for do this thing, get a gun, do this thing, get a gun. It's a better, more, it's a quicker rhythm. So there's more of an excitement tied to what you're doing. It's like, oh, I'm going to get the gun in like one more forge, right? I'm going to get the gun this time when I run the forge. Instead of what we have when, when you have to run like 40 strikes to get the loaded question, you basically have this static, boring experience where you're not going to get anything. The whole time you're running it, you're not getting anything. Nothing nothing to drop, no excitement. Your emotional state is I'm I am punching a time card basically. I got to do 40 strikes. And when I'm done, I'm getting a gun with a roll on it. Now, if every two or three strikes you're completing a bounty and then the roll on that gun is part of the excitement and part of like why you're in the mix now every time you get that gun bounty completed there's that moment of excitement of like this could be the role that i'm looking for this could be the role that i've been waiting for and then that creates that element of oh yes like this is exactly you know what i wanted oh this isn't what i wanted this is sucks let me let me go and run it again when you just have to punch a time card your emotional state the entire time is one of this is a bit of a chore and I don't think that's the emotional state you want to experience. This is why the the RNG and the random rolls is so part and parcel to the Destiny experience. The reason it's part and parcel to the Destiny experience is because there's always a chance you could get something good. So your emotional state is maybe this time. There's an anticipation. There's an excitement. There is You're invested in every single run. You're not invested in every single run. You couldn't give a crap about 99.9% of the runs when you need 40 to get the gun. All 39 leading up are a waste, to a certain extent, just a waste of your time. So I think chance of drop and rolls creates an emotional investment and excitement in the content so that more of the time you're in the game, you feel that sense of, I could potentially get something great here. You know, I feel I feel very... I feel good about that. I That to me, I know this is my bias. People are like, well, I don't like that. I like this. Some of this is preference, but I think in a loot pursuit game, there's a big difference between punching a time card and having a chance for something to drop. You can't tell me that your emotional state during 40 strikes is one of glee and celebration. Like, you couldn't look at me with a straight face. But when there's always a chance at the end something good can drop, the increased drop rate, the dead man cards, I, you know, the card of the dead buff thing that I talked about, the armor pieces, you know that every couple of strikes you're getting a gun, that's triggering something in your brain. There's a rhythm of injection of excitement on a regular basis instead of 40 strikes and I finally get this one gun. Do you see like there's just such a humongous difference in the player experience and the emotional state of the player when there's a chance of something to drop every time. Rusty, I think strikes are weak content uh, compared to raids, D1 trials, etc. It's not the type of content I want to grind all the time, even if the rewards are great. Do you think the design and implementation of strikes as a content loop are worth investing in? Other, in other words, do you think running strikes as is, uh, you just wish they were more rewarding? I think you're in the minority when you say that I hate, I don't like strikes, I don't want to grind strikes. I think you're in a huge minority. I think people miss grinding strikes. 
just going into a playlist and beating the strikes over and over again I, I genuinely think people like that I do I genuinely think that was a that was a meat like I said that was meat and potatoes content in destiny one it was meat and potatoes it was a um it was it was more it was far more what are they dropping Hive tablet? Oh, the um, I'm working on the 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 thing for the drifter. The last word. I was like, what are they? Why are they dropping stuff? So yeah, I I think a strike grind. And even if you don't like it, so what? Like, what are they supposed to do? Like, only let you like think about it this way. The player base is in large agreement that like raids are not where they want to spend most of their time. When you just look at the player base engagement numbers, so if you want raids to be the primary means of grind, you know, I got bad news for you. That's not necessarily how the community has responded to raids up to this point. Traditionally, strikes have been the grinded content. Strikes have been where people really kind of plant their flag uh, for play sessions. And the problem right now isn't that strikes are terrible, strikes are boring, strikes are no good. Obviously, modifiers could help them, but I think incentive is one of the main problems with strikes, more so than you don't think it's good or you don't think it's fun. I I definitely think that there are far more people that would grind strikes than raids and there are far more you know reasons to make strikes grindable because there's what 10 or 15 strikes and there's only a couple of raids you know there's plenty of reasons i think to make strikes grindable over and above you know worrying about more raids or making raids worthy or making raids you know oh why let's go run raids i don't know personally i just think there can be staggered versions of, of content and incentive and strikes don't have to be pitted against raids with respect to why you're running one over another. This just it's different type of content, different rewards. You're not getting a one K voices from a strike, right? You're not getting a an anarchy from a strike. You're getting you're getting a an armor piece, maybe an exotic, and then there's a bounty from Zavala for a specific role on a gun. Spectrum of spectrum of content is the key to Destiny's future, so we don't want to invest too heavily in one side. Mac 2099. Something that strike-specific loot and exotics have always left me wanting the full set based on the design of the piece. Uh, I think a full set that complements each strike or exotic, like a Shards of Galanor set, or a full set based on the Barons, uh, they could be included in the strike drops, maybe Lost Sectors based on rank. Yeah, I mean, again, you're getting at what a, what an armor set could do. It could make it, you know, it could obviously look cool. And when it looks cool, you could you could 100% say, um, hey, th- th- this armor set's pretty dope. And then, you, you know, you go for the, the rolls that you want. And again, because it's multifaceted, while you're grinding strikes, you're just getting those armor pieces every once in a while. So if you get a trash roll on the gauntlets, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. That's fine. You're you're not necessarily going to just stop right then and there. You got other things that you're working on because it's a multifaceted grind. Gunter Barjo says, uh, how do I get to 610 fast? I'm very behind and I do public events in the Dreaming City and remain around 565.70 and I can't break uh, that and boost out. I mean, I'm not sure how you've missed this if you've gotten all the way to the Dreaming City, but you level up by doing milestones, homie. Like, if you're just grinding the Dreaming City, that's not how you level your character. 
I'm I'm confused how you even got to the Dreaming City and got to that power level and don't know that. Milestones are bigger jumps for you if you're under 600, uh, and Prime Ingram should be dropping more often for you as well. So, again, not really sure how you got to where you are without knowing that, but that's what's going on in the game. I, you're not going to level up by running public events in the Dreaming City. I feel like you... I don't know. This question seems like you're messing around. I, there, how did you get to the Dreaming City and that's what you think? How did you get there? How did you level up? D- did you you didn't get to that level by running pubs. You had to have been doing milestones. Um, so, I don't know. WT, do you believe an effective return from strike scoring would be beneficial to the strike playlist? Yeah, I mean, as I said a little bit ago, and I know you might have submitted this question before I outlined the idea, I could see them incentivizing you to actually kill the enemies by saying, hey, if you kill these enemies, they will, you know, give you points, and those points will give you, you know, a quicker turnover rate on this bounty that you're working on. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll finish the bounty faster, you'll be able to do another one quicker you know you're right you're grinding for a roll on a weapon so there's definitely an aspect to you know efficiency is part of the equation you know so i would think that that would be a great way for them to institute a point system in flames uh how do you feel about exotic weapons being able to have mods attached to them why do you think bungie doesn't allow us to do this currently it wouldn't make on okay so there are exotic weapons that aren't really worth using a mod wouldn't help them there are exotic weapons that are already ridiculously strong and a mod would just make them a little bit stronger in either case it's not needed right now uh teapot are you satisfied uh with nightfalls as a default scalable difficulty way of doing more difficult strikes personally i'm not a fan and do not understand why they decided to implement halo skull system and not the game's difficulty system from easy to legendary like in D1. Yeah, I mean, after playing Anthem, after playing Anthem and seeing the benefit of difficulty spectrum, and after seeing it in Diablo before that, difficulty spectrum is needed in this game significantly. Are we going to get it in D2? Probably not. Should they add it in D3? 100% yes. It really helps the game's longevity. The chase, or I'm sorry, the jace. Do you think strike-specific loot should be able to drop in all strikes instead of just nightfalls? We already addressed this. No, I came up with a solution to have strike-specific loot, but I don't want that pulled from nightfalls. J. Christ, do you think Masterwork Core Grind would be okay if Spider Bounties gave you 5 to 10? Well, if they just removed the Ghost Fragment step, then I think that you could have a significantly better time um, with the grind. Um, I think that's part of the problem is you have to go and do stuff on the Tangled Shore before even getting the bounties. The other thing that needs to die in a fire is bounties that make you stand around and wait for an HVT. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen with respect to bounties. Like it, what that's not content. You're literally telling people, if you want this enhancement core and you want this bounty, 
go stand somewhere and do nothing for a while and oh no you don't have to do that you could do other things no that's completely untrue because the hvt could spawn and somebody could kill it really fast the hvt could spawn and you might miss it if you leave the area and then try to come back by its very nature the way that the hvt waiting works you have to basically go to the area and wait you literally just stand there and wait for them to spawn and that's that's like the absence of content that isn't you doing content it's the absence of it you're basically standing and doing nothing you're not achieving anything with your time and so the I think remove the spider fragments would be a great place to start make it cost glimmer just like every other bounty in the stinking game and then after that I think you could say there there will all be just in lost sectors instead of waiting for an HVT. They'll all just be in Lost Sectors. And then maybe, again, you could consider saying, yeah, you know, instead of making you stand around and wait for HVTs, all of his bounties are now just Lost Sectors. Okay? That's not a bad grind. You grab the bounties, you run to six different Lost Sectors across the area, and you get, you know, I don't know, 10 or 12, 10 or 12 enhancement cores. Here's the thing. The easiest solution of all is to take enhancement cores out of infusion it is a confused economy the only reason we're talking about this is because enhancement cores are attached to basic player volition and tedious grinds like that don't make sense when it mainly empowers you to oh i can now equip the gear that i want Especially if they continue to streamline leveling, it will continue to be a pain point for players that just want to level up and use the gear that they that they have, right? And then the grind for enhancement cores makes sense because if enhancement cores are relegated to the mastery of your items, taking them up to masterwork, if they were to bring in the system that we've suggested where I can upgrade hand cannon reloader to enhanced hand cannon reloader, okay, well now the grind makes sense it's a little tedious there's stages to it if you're doing it you're generally looking to like invest in like specific pieces of your armor master working it you know raising it all the way up getting those marginal benefits going in and enhancing your perks etc etc you're capstoning your gear now obviously the problem with this would be well after a season if you have the exact build that you want why would you need those cores well ideally every season and every seasonal injection of content you know whether it's joker's wild or penumbra i would think it's pretty safe to assume that they're going to be adding new loot that you might want to equip and use and if they do that you now have an a reason to master those new items you know and i think that that would be a way of extending their need because right now it's like, what do you need them? Well, you need them for infusion. Lono, why are you grinding for enhancement cores? I'll tell you why I'm grinding for enhancement cores. I'm grinding for enhancement cores because there's an update coming. That update comes with a level bump. And I'm going to have more than enough enhancement cores for infusion. I'm not going to get caught being stuck, you know, with... With, uh with no enhancement cores for infusion. So I'm going to be good to go. I'm going to be ready to rock and roll. Well, that's dumb. I'm an I'm an end game player right now. And as an end game player, 
I'm not doing the thing I should be doing in the end game with enhancement cores. I'm not using, I'm not masterworking anything. I'm just stockpiling and saving up for your next, your next level bump. I, it's just the whole, like I said, the whole thing is convoluted. I, you know, most people that held the position that they need to be an infusion, you know, there's like a split down the middle. Some people have just admitted that, you know, their, you know, their position on it has changed. Other people are digging their heels in. But anytime you analyze the argument, it's always play like me and it's not a problem. Okay, so it's not a pain point. You just said it's not a pain point for you. It's not a problem. You always have enhancement cores. You just admitted it's not a pain point. So you're arguing for a pain point that's not a pain point. So what you're really arguing for is a pain point for everybody else, not you. It's just, it's just, it's, it hurts my brain how illogical and dumb the argument is. It's just like, this is so stupid. Take them out of infusion. And we don't have to have any more discussions about getting them from Spider in the Earn Raid because they're not attached to day-to-day volitional choice of the player in a loot-based game. Little Light. It's well known by most that the raid loot isn't that appealing and it's a bit disappointing for some. Strikes suffer from the same problem. Is there a way to upgrade raid loot through Strikes? Do you think that would be an impactful solution? Your thoughts? I mean, I would never want to back an idea like this because you're cre- I don't think you're solving a problem. I think you're creating another one. Raid loot should be good because it's raid loot, not because I get it and I'm like, well, this sucks. I got to go grind strikes now and make it better. What? No. I I don't think your idea is bad, but I don't want to back it because I'm like, that's not how it should work. I- I should literally be getting dope gear from the raid because it's raid gear, not because I go into a strike and then and then make it better. I don't think that that's a good system. When I beat the raid and I get a hand cannon or a shotgun or whatever the frick, it should be amazing. Traditionally, that's how the raids have worked. You beat it, and when you beat it, you you know you have a chance at loot, and then that loot can be, you know easily seen to be better than most of the loot in the game. Fatebringer, Vex Mythoclast, Genesis Chain, Ex, uh, Ex Mechanica, you know, t- King's Fall is kind of a bit of a, of, a, of a downer. There's not much there, but I definitely think that I definitely think that there's not, not room for saying it's okay to make the raid loot crap because, oh, we're gonna let you upgrade it through, you know, grinding strikes. That just seems really weird to me. Here, go run really difficult endgame content with your team, and it's the reward's going to be, like, butt cheeks, but you can make it less cheeks by going and running meat and potatoes content called Strikes. Like, that to me just seems very odd. I don't like shooting down an idea in flames, but I see where you're at. You know, oh, you could make it better. That could give a reason to go into Strikes. I see where your head's at. I just, I would never want endgame content to be treated that way. Uh, thank you for six months, Lamal. Cumulative cumulative subs, giving you a whole six months. So that's a six month badge. Thank you so much. Um, and I might have missed Bloma's prime sub. Um, Bloma feels like Ligma. I feel like that's uh, you know, <laughs> they're just waiting to say Bloma. You know, they're just waiting to say it. Mac 2099. Based on the idea for strike-specific loot and bonuses, what about stealing an idea from old raids and make the specific gear come with strike-exclusive perks exclusive to, like, the raids? Well, it would have to be exclusive to all strikes. Anytime you are in a strike, that you get those bonuses. There's too many strikes to have, like, oh, you get a set bonus, you get this, you get that. There's way too many strikes for that. Um, that would, that could get, that would get absurd. 
So yeah, you said for sure all strikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the strike master set when worn could give you increased earn rates for Zavala's XP. It could give you increased point multipliers. So maybe you could complete his bounties faster. Hundred percent. Yes, strike bonuses like that would be awesome because then people wouldn't feel like oh you have to wear this. These are so strong. You get you feel pigeonholed. It would be something that you would do only when running strikes and bounties because it would help your efficiency in completing the bounties, getting better points. Uh, and getting more XP for Zavala, um, yeah, I, I 100% think that that's a that's a great great. Again, this was what happens when you create in, internal systems of you know layered intent of you can grind for this, you can grind for this, you can grind for this. You know, I think that is uh, that's that'd be a fantastic system of of incentivizing staying in the stay in the strike playlist right stay in there until you get the full set once you get the full set the bounties are going faster you're ranking up Zavala quicker and well why would I want to always rank up Zavala well if every season he's getting new stuff there you go like seasonal cosmetics seasonal ship and sparrow and that's just a testimony to you know your hard work and putting in the time and you got a full set what would he get a new would you get a new strike master set every season you know maybe I don't know at maybe Lube Doctor, that's a name. Uh, how do you feel about strikes being a good farming source for highly sought after consumables like enhancement cores and mod components, given they keep uh, same infusing methods? Well, I certainly want wouldn't want enhancement cores to be in there. I've 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 made my my case about enhancement cores ten times over, um, and but mod components, yes. But again, with a multi-layered, with a multi-layered, you know, grind, I would be totally okay with saying, you know, hey, mod components aren't really needed. What you really want to have in there is a chance at exotics, a chance at the dead man card. You know, the dead man's card would drop from the boss, and then that helps your strike, your nightfall specific loot drops, you know, increased chance or whatever. Um... You know, I think there's something there. You don't necessarily need anything more, but I could get behind mod components. Or again, this is this is how you make all the NPCs matter. You give the gunsmith weekly bounties or daily bounties that can be completed for mod components. You just grab those before you do whatever it is you're doing. Every every NPC has has untapped potential right now give them loot or give them material grinds that are needed and you're in and you're in like Flynn uh, Dagger says do you think they could add another strike playlist that's maybe 620 and add scoring system like comp increase exotic drop rate right and I, I mean I addressed this when I said that difficulty spectrum needs to come back to the game if there is a 600 625 and a 650 well there you go you just created difficulty spectrum and if the rewards increased for the difficulty spectrum you've now set people up to feel that sense of progression well what happens when i max level oh well now you can run strikes at 650 and when you run strikes at 650 you complete the bounties faster you get more rep exotic drop rates higher etc 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 there's even different modifiers maybe at those higher levels stolt 25 how do you entice people that have run strikes countless times to actually kill enemies? We've addressed this. I think a point system that would increase rep or drop rate of things would help. Uh, Stolt, um, that I just read that one. I'm sorry. Teapot. Do you think something similar to World of Warcraft Legion's Mythic Plus system, where you get to run the same dungeon on a timer, but exponentially more difficult with random uh, 
modifiers and more importantly with loot rewards and scales of difficulty I don't know if that's within the framework of what they can do right now scaling the enemies and raising the and raising the power level I think is something they could do having a small loot pool in Zavala tied to bounties like with Ada I think they could do in a very short amount of time and having those you know those guns have have pinnacle versions and then have an armor set that can drop from all of the you know all of the all the the different you know the different strikes and then that armor set has you know benefits for all the internal things that they build I think that's a little bit easier because then you're working within the framework of the game. You're working within the framework of the existing strike system, and you're saying these are things we've already got. Let's let's dig down in and make them have more purpose. That's that's where I think I like to plant my flag on ideas. I think too often, I, I don't think people come up with bad ideas. I think they come up with ideas that are just not within the scope of update. These are going to be updates to the game if they were to do these. So this Legion system, I love the idea. Getting exponentially harder, it's random, there's modifiers. That sounds freaking great. What you're describing, I think they could maybe do in the Infinite Forest, and then then they could also maybe do this for Destiny 3. I just don't see something like this getting added uh, to Destiny 2 anytime soon. It just would take too much time. Johnny, I agree strikes don't provide much tangible value, but I do find them fun. I feel the separation of Nightfall's customization uh, from matchmaking adds to the gap we're talking about here. Beyond strike-specific loot, story uh, story beats, collectibles, I just don't know why uh, to care about it. Um, I just don't know what they do, what they can do about it. Well, I mean, I've, I think we've outlined plenty of ideas here today that would make that would make strikes you know, have a reason to grind. Again, I think the trick is Zavala. If you make Zavala, if you make Zavala have these bounties that's driving you into strikes, and then the strikes have their own internal system of of drops and things that are, you know, things that are slowly mattering to you, well then, um, that I think, that I think is how you do it. So, Sleeper is still broken where you do too much damage and the enemy gets their health back. Did you see him get almost an entire bar of health back? Like, Sleeper still does... I guess too much damage too quickly or something. He, I got him down on death's door and then he got he got a bunch of his health back. That's so weird. That's still a thing. See, I wanted to get a kill clip rampage three hit on him, but we lost rampage. Mac twenty ninety nine. Could the rotation uh, of curse weeks? where specific enemies are abundant, be brought over to strikes as well. Example, during full curves, the taken or added to strikes. I mean, I could get behind this. I could get behind this. Running Prodigy, thank you for 12 months. That's a red badge. That's a long time to be subbed to me. Thank you. I mean, I could get behind this because that that kind of stuff is exciting. I don't know if this is something that could be done in a reasonable amount of time. Um, just because I do, I do think they have to work within a reasonable amount of like framework and update and completely, you know, changing strikes and adding mechanics and adding enemies. I, I don't know. I, I think, I think going to Zavala and saying Zavala has bounties. These bounties are related to running strikes. Here's a small loot pool. It's going to rotate every week. I think that's easy to do. Oh, here's a rank with Zavala. Here's a handful of cosmetics that unlock at every rank. Enjoy this season's, you know, rewards. 
I think that's pretty easy to do. Now, the point system and what you're talking about, I I think those are things that sound great, but I think they're way less likely to get added in an update right now because... That that's that's a retooling of content. That's a that's a tampering with content that would probably be more involved than just doing a loot pool bounty system at Zavala. The strikes themselves would basically stay the same. Even some of my ideas about like, oh, you know, if you're in the playlist longer, there's a streak and there's an increased drop for exotics. Again, that sounds great, but that's something that might take a, a, a decent amount of time to build because you could go in and like break. You know, you basically go in and break the break the content because you're just trying to make it spicy and exciting and you end up messing it up I mean we saw that happen on the saber strike right whenever it was like arc burn and I forget the other modifier it was like arc burn and small arms maybe when it was arc burn and small arms the dudes could one tap you from the drop ship with their with their wire rifles and it made the opening of the saber strike harder than the rest of the strike well, that's the kind of dissonant crap that can happen when you're just chunking changes into strikes and not really seeing like what the what the actual outcome's going to be. You know, they made those changes and it was just like, yeah, it's cool you guys put in modifiers, but the saber strike's freaking broken now when these are the modifiers. It just was ridiculous. Um, I, you know, the opener should not be a thousand times harder than the boss, and that's essentially what happened. So going in and updating strikes is a risk it is a but there's a potential there's danger there if they if they don't uh handle it properly there are things that could that could harm the content uh shaggy thorgrim with 29 months welcome back um so next question louis says off topic slightly uh do you think what do you think about Bungie buffing supers and exotics and then nerfing at the same time? Example, new bottom tree striker and nerf blade barrage. My video on YouTube called Why the Nerfs, it did very, very well with respect to first day viewership and people are ticked off. I am mad. I want to know what happened to the Bungie that said no more nerfs. I want to know what happened to the Bungie that said, you know, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be leaving things as they are. Well, that didn't last long. And I think people are, you know, rightly annoyed. And it just feels like deja vu. We're not going to nerf anything. We're going to give you all this power. It's going to be real exciting. Remember when we did that in the Taken King? And then we nerfed stuff within a month because of PvP, right? Remember how great hammers were? Do you remember that? Everybody remember that? Do you remember what hammers did to a PvP match? It turned people into cockroaches beneath the spotlight. Like, it made people scatter. Hammers are... You know, were a joke, not a joke, but they were nothing like they were initially. Do you guys remember? You know, Pepperidge Farm remembers. I mean, that's part of the problem is that we've been having this discussion for four years, and there's no solution. There isn't. There isn't a solution. They can't split the game down the middle at every turn. So we end up with we end up with abilities and exotics and things that are awesome and exciting and then they get shot right in the stomach. And there are people that have said in this chat and on my YouTube and this is upsetting for me as as a member of the community as a content creator as someone who watches the player engagement numbers. The player engagement numbers are going down and I think it's part of the rhythm of the content but it's also happening at a time when uh, they're nerfing stuff. And so there are people that are literally saying, and I trust them, they're not, I don't think they're they're overblowing it. They're saying, I, I stopped playing. 
I had all these awesome exotics and had this great build and now it feels weak and now it's not as good and I take their word to the bank and I think they're telling the truth Bower Socks would it be a good idea to put strike playlists into the infinite forest so that there are even more possibilities I mean I don't know I, I don't know if the infinite forest is where you should put the strike playlist I think leaving the strike playlist as it is would be a better a better treatment of it you know you just go and you grind and you get it done and, and with modifiers I think the infinite forest can be its own thing I think the haunted forest could come back white light you've gone over this but what about adding more mechanics to strikes like the ones we have in the shattered throne I'm asking for reasonable updates I'm not asking for an overhaul of existing content so I don't necessarily think suddenly injecting the game with a bunch of content changes and and mechanical changes is reasonable Um, I also don't think strikes need to be super elaborate it's okay to have meat and potatoes content that you grind through and don't really think about the forges strikes in d1 these are things that you're just sort of going and doing it's match made etc it's not meant to be that kind of content that's why that con- that's why when people try and bring this content to strikes it's like you you have to understand something your enjoyment of raids is great you know we all love that you enjoy raids and you enjoy mechanics you don't want to bring that to the rest of the game there's supposed to be a spectrum and you enjoying the top of the spectrum is great. You don't then take that and duplicate that from the top to the bottom. Um, just like you don't want people going to, you know, nightfalls, I'm sorry, um, going to raids and saying, these should be simplified and made more like strikes. Like, same difference. Having a spectrum of content, I, content, I think, is important. Uh, Lube Doctor. How do you feel about setting uh, a setting for strikes where that a specific weapon and type of loadout, similar to the prestige raids, maybe it could change things up so strikes are not so repetitive? If you do curated loadouts, the content's gonna suck, just like the curated loadouts sucked in prestige raid layers. No offense, if you liked that, you liked something that most people hated. Curated loadouts in a loot pursuit game is dumb. No, I'm not trying to be mean to the people that came up with the idea at Bungie. I thought it was a clever idea, but in execution, it was awful. I don't want to grind my butt off for a God Roll Warden's Law or a roll on my threat level or this gun or that gun. And then when I go into endgame content, I go into a grind. It's like, uh, you got to use this junk over here. That's just very, very... Uh, unappealing now if it was optional and there was like a benefit okay maybe but the benefit better be freaking worth it if i'm gonna suffer through a loadout that i don't like i this just this idea that restricting loadouts is a solution i just don't think it's a solution to really anything i think it is just intrinsic frustration i don't think you i don't think you gain much when you have people forced into certain loadouts I don't think you gain much I don't I think what you end up gaining is very little in comparison to what you lose Um, so again if you like it that's all well and good I think curated loadouts was awful and I think player response echoed that and the fact that they've stopped doing it means that was the overwhelming response that I believe that they received as well both in people engaging with the content but also providing feedback 
Uh, the big Shay. Do you think we will ever add a reputation system to the planet vendors to level up and turn in planetary materials, bounties, patrols, public events? I mean, what I described for Zavala, I think they should do with every single NPC in the game. I have a whole talk on how the NPCs are, I think, probably the single most untapped potential in all of Destiny. I, I, I truly mean that. I think the single most untapped piece of potential in Destiny are the NPCs. A rank, every season they could get cosmetic rewards, ornaments for their armor set on their planet, the guns, you know, bring all that stuff forward. So if you want a full IO set, you can go for it. And then maybe that season, Asher's got ornaments for the IO set and ornaments for his gun grinds. It's similar to this system with the Ada bounties. You give those bounties to the, to the planets. There are six... There are six planets, okay? Earth, Titan, Mars, Io, Mercury, Nessus. Then there is the Tangled Shore and the Dreaming City. There are eight locations, eight NPCs. That's eight loot pools. That means every week there would be, there would, oh, come on. There'd be something you could chase for Frick's sake. You want a cool roll on the the winter wolf auto rifle on mars that's what she's got this week you want an old-fashioned from devrim k you want you know the uriel's gift from you know fail safe which armor set do you think looks dope have you ever looked at the armor sets from from anna bray they're freaking sexy i'm telling you the single greatest untapped potential in Destiny 2 are the NPCs. I've been saying this since December of 2017. Why does rank not matter? Why do they not have a grindable loot pool? Why do they not have something that brings me to them and has me spending time on their planets? We have these great, awesome planets that look different. The public events are different. They feel different. They have adventures. They have lost sectors. And we do nothing We do nothing on these planets but stand around and wait for HVTs, or if it's the Flashpoint and you're working on a milestone, you just grind pubs. You know? I just... When I look at at those NPCs and those loot pools, I see that is literally a Forsaken-sized amount of content. That's how much content is there. That's how much loot is there. Oh, here... You want to make adventures and lost sectors matter? You tie the bounties to it. Oh, you want the Winter Wolf, the Braytech Winter Wolf? Yeah, that's my bounty this week. Yep, mm-hmm. you can get it about at the same interval as the Ada bounties. And here's what you have to do every time you grab the bounty. Couple of pubs, couple of lost sectors, couple of adventures. Here's your gun. I, 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 I just, like that. I just made all of the adventures and lost sectors matter. Like that. Now... To be fair, this gets a little bit complicated because you'd have to have the rolls on the guns matter. But this is why you got a four-week pattern, right? Four guns per planet. Four guns per planet. Times the eight NPCs, right? That's 24. That's 24 weapons. I believe in you, Bungie. I believe that every season you could add... 24 pinnacle rolls to the game. I believe it. I believe that you could do it. Oh, 32. I'm sorry. I I was thinking of the six planets times... Sorry. I was thinking of the... I was thinking of the six planets times... uh, Times four and thinking it was 24. Sorry. 
I was thinking, we got six planets. I always forget the Dreaming City and the Tangled Shore. Six times four is 24. Eight times four is 32. My apologies. I kept thinking, I said six planets. I got really animate about six planets, and I got six in my head. Right, 32, okay? 32 pinnacle rolls. I think they could do it. I really do. And here's why I think they could do it, okay? I believe that pinnacle rolls, all they have to do is meet the ceiling of efficiency of the guns we have now. As long as you're giving me hand cannons that can match the efficiency of a kindled orchid, a a, a midnight coup, better devils, warden's law. Just make them cool, man. Like They don't have to be mind-blowing. Oh, what's that perk? Oh, that perk does that? Oh, that's really cool. It's not game-breaking or crazy, but it's it's cool. That's the whole point. All you're doing is, is creating loot paths. That's all you're doing. You're creating loot paths. And when you create those loot paths, player... Like, so, at the end of the day, what would happen? Would the old-fashioned be a thousand times different or more efficient or god-tier when compared to the Midnight Coup? No. But it could have a cool roll on it that I could chase and be happy because I like the old-fashioned. Could the rolls on the armor be vastly different? No, they don't really need to be. But I could go for a pair of gauntlets with the roll that I want on a pair of, you know, let's say I really, really like the Nessus armor set. You know? eight NPCs every season you kind of give them a little bit of a bump and maybe you don't even give them four weapons let me scale it down to two so each season there's 16 new pinnacle weapon rolls really stretch it out Bungie really stretch it out every season we update the pool with two weapons so it's on a rotator every other week you could grind for the old fashioned every other week you could grind for the you know the the Uriels you know I mean the, these armor sets are cool looking I mean they, they have an appeal I think to to the grind now oh they're recycled blues and they're reskinting then don't grind for them but the guns I think could be a draw for pretty much everybody Plus the factions. Yeah, I mean, I have a whole talk on how to bring back Faction Rally. Cool, uh, cool out Gizmo. How would you feel about resetting milestones for a small fee from the Eververse? How would you like a punch in the mouth, Cool out Gizmo? Huh? Do you want me to punch you in the mouth? You want me to come where you work and slap you in front of your, your co-workers? Because I'll do it. No. Absolutely not. This ain't freaking Candy Crush. Hey! You just ran out of milestones, and you can't level up anymore. Well, for a small fee at the Eververse, you can reset them all. Get the frick out of here. No. Absolutely not, dude. No. And he knows I'm kidding. Kulak, guys, I'm not legitimately threatening him. Like, wake up and smell the the hyperbole, okay? <laughs> Seriously, that would be horrendously terrible and justifiably like hotly criticized. Absolutely not. No. It's just bright dust. Bright bright dust is grindable. Well, he said a small fee from the Eververse. So, he didn't say bright dust. Ugh. 
Yeah, no. No. Uh-uh. I don't want to go... I do not want to go to the micro store and spend any kind of currency, earnable or not, to reset milestones. The perception of that would be horrendously bad. Oh, there's Bungie. Look at Bungie, man. Turned into a freaking mobile game. If you run out of milestones and you can't level up anymore, just go to their microtransaction store and spend some of your bright dust that you'd rather spend on cosmetics, but you gotta spend it on resetting your milestones. No, man. Uh-uh. Listen. Listen. We're losing sight of what this game should be. An RPG at its core with loot pursuit on top. That's what this game should be. Cut the crap with limiting when I can level up and how much I can level up. Get that the frick out of the game. It's an RPG at its core. If you're playing, if you're running strikes, if you're running daily missions, if you're running adventures, if you're running lost sectors, if you're running public events, you should just be leveling up. You're playing the game, you're leveling up. That's at its core. Why is that so important? That's important because no matter who plays the game, no matter how much they play the game, there is a sense of progression. You play for two hours a night. I play for, you know, 10 hours a day. We're both progressing, right? The, the milestone system is dumb. It doesn't belong in an RPG. It's, it smacks of a mobile game. They're limiting. They're, it's just a. It's just dressed up mobile game mechanics, man. You've played enough for today. Come back next time. That's not the way RPGs should work. Well, how do we extend the grind, Lono? Drip feed, rhythmic urgency, bounties that rotate, loot pursuit. That's how you get people to keep playing. Listen, if we want to call a spade a spade, the milestone system was a dressed up mobile mechanic to stretch the thin crap of D2 longer than it was at vanilla. Like, call it what it is. The milestone system was literally a way to take garbage and just like, oh, D2's got nothing in it. And they tried to stretch it as far as they could. It's awful. It doesn't belong in an RPG. We're losing sight. We just assume that, like, milestones should be in the game. It's a horrible system. It's the one thing Vanilla got right. The leveling was perfect. No! It was... It's awful! It's... It's terrible! It's... It's Candy Crush, man! You're out of stuff. Come back next week. What? What do you mean, come back next week? I want to level up! Now... We don't have the gun you're chasing this week. You didn't get the drops in the raid this week. Come back next week. That's totally and utterly fine. That's completely different. That's loot pursuit. That's rhythmic urgency. Destiny is not an RPG. Stop treating it like one. What? If you're listening to the audio version, I'm putting on my stink face right now. Huh? It's not an RPG? What is this? This is a skill tree. These are subclasses. I have level. I have a gear score. I have rolls on my weapons. This is an RPG. What are you talking about? Not an RPG. What? Listen, the milestone system has lulled us into a sleepy state of not realizing how horrible it is. It's awful, man. It's terrible. 
the sooner they listen the sooner they streamline leveling the sooner luke smith can make good on his promise you want to boomerang people you want to catch people up when season of the shadow launches in the summer and the new cap is 750 and you got people in the player base sitting in the 600s you want to solve that problem get the freaking milestone system out of the game streamline leveling have bigger jumps for people every step of the game so if they're below 700 if they're below 650 they're leveling up quickly, feeling a sense of progression. That creates loyalty. That creates investment. That means people want to keep playing. Instead of this candy crush garbage where they're like, great, I didn't get gloves. I needed gloves. I guess I'll come back next week and pull the lever again. It's, I mean, it's bad. It's so bad. Bottom to the top bad. You cannot have a drip feed content of oh levels coming or every every season and then smack people in the face with limited RNG based leveling. It's stupid. Right? RPGs at the core, you're just naturally leveling. You're just naturally leveling up. You're progressing. You get to go into new places, you get to do new things. You're getting stronger, okay? And then when you get to max level, the whole game should flip. Look at Anthem. You get to level 30, the whole game flips. When you get to max level, games like this flip and change. It's like all of a sudden you open up the you open up the shutters and you're like, "Oh, what's this game right here?" Oh, oh. See the I'm putting the controller down. The whole time you're playing, they they dangle that in front of you, okay? Imagine imagine if the whole time you're leveling, you're going to NPCs and you're doing things, and they've got these bounties that are grayed out. And you're like, oh, what is this? Oh, ooh, look at this gun. Look at this gun, man. This gun is dope, okay? Look at look at this gun. I can't grind for this gun until I'm 750. Oh, sweet. And then you start to see that theme throughout the game. Every NPC's got this staggered value point for you once you hit max level. And if everyone is everyone is on that natural trajectory, we're all heading to max level at the intervals with which we play, that lands on the spectrum of player brilliantly okay if you're playing hardcore you level up faster and guess what you get to do you get to do loot pursuit sooner than the more casual player if you're a casual player your two-hour session feels rewarding de facto it's just a default setting it's like oh i put in two hours i leveled up i got a couple of things done okay and if they have it staggered, oh, 750? I'm in the 600s. No worries, Guardian. When you're behind, you're going to level up at a really, really fast rate. Okay? A really, really fast rate. So everything you're doing, a pub event, strikes, and you're getting, you're getting really, really big jumps. And then all of a sudden, man, you turn that corner and it's like, I'm 700 now. I'm 750 now. And then the whole game changes for you. And it keeps the whole game relevant. Instead of hitting max level and pulling up your director and being like, hey, look, a bunch of crap that doesn't matter to me anymore. Then you've got things that matter. All the NPCs matter. It's brilliant. We're going to go to the tower now to check out the Crimson Days. It just went live. 
this solves what I just outlined solves so many problems it solves the boomerang problem it solves falling behind it solves the sense of progression being not based on RNG and limited things it solves the problem of content losing its relevancy as soon as you hit max level it, it solves the problem of having a segmented community where it's just fragmented you're way behind I'm way ahead I get to run content that you can't run it, it solves a litany of problems a litany of problems and all it is is a couple of it's it, it's a, it's a loot pool every season, sixteen guns every season. Come on, they could do that. They could do that. It, eight NPCs. Well, there's more than eight. I'm sorry. So sixteen guns is under is undercutting it because there's also the Drifter, there's Zavala, there's Shacks. Um, so there you know eh, maybe a couple more, maybe a couple more than that. Maybe instead of eight NPCs, what that that that's uh, and if you include the the gunsmith. <clears throat> the gunsmith doesn't necessarily need guns though. He just needs bounties for like the mod components and stuff. That's 11 NPCs, 22 guns, two guns, two guns and two guns, one for each of you. You got two guns every season per NPC that rotate every other week. Oh, this this season I can grind for the trust or the parcel of stardust at Drifter and they're going to alternate each week, you know? DLC is out. I know I'm flying to the tower right now. You say they can add 16, but they only gave us three pinnacle guns. Right, but T-Funk, the guns exist right now. Creating a pinnacle version of the of the of the old-fashioned or the Nurgle or any of those guns. Come on, man. This is what they do. Tell me, tell me that's not that's not what they do. Come on. I'm telling you, we, we 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 don't have to we don't have to soft pedal here. They can they can give us repackaged guns every season that have a reason, you know, to grind. Okay, so we've got crimson bounties here, uh, guardians defeated, uh, complete a story mission with a fire team or two. Oh, we can grab that. Uh, defeat melee uh, enemies with melee final blows. I think I can do that anywhere. Uh, complete any match made activity and then complete a nightfall with a fire team or two. And then we've got the vow, which rolls with rapid hit archer's tempo and it's a curated roll with draw time. I mean, it's nice, but I was hoping for a better roll. Well, hang on a minute. How does rapid hit work on a bow? Rapid precision hits temporarily increase uh, stability and reload speed. Do how do you get reload speed on a bow? I mean, I guess you pull. Is that does that affect draw time or something? Um, and then Diesel Punk is back for the 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 ornament there. I that seems like enhancement fuel to me. That I don't know. Draw time is faster. I wonder if that gun's gonna get. I wonder if that bow is gonna get saucy though. With rapid hit, it could get pretty saucy. Rapid hit and Archer's tempo could be really, really synergistic. Let's not turn our nose up to it just, uh, just yet. Rapid hit. It, it does. I think rapid hit is kind of hard to keep though. Um, so that'll have to be considered too in the, the, the measurement of how good the, uh, the bow is. Seeker ghost. Um. See, I'm going to go to Orbit. If there's anybody around that wants to join me, we can start working on these bounties um, and working our way to that. So each bounty rewards you with um, 75... Oh, 15. Hang on. 15, 15 here, and 15 there. So that's 45. And then this is the Nightfall Party of Two. 
Um, so 45 on top of that is going to be, what, 120? So 120 hearts if you ignore PvP. Um, and I don't know how many we needed for the gun, for the bow, I'm sorry. The bow costs 100 hearts. So you can literally get it without touching PvP, it seems. Um, as long as you do... The Nightfall is a pretty big drop. So I'm going to go to Orbit. If somebody wants to join me, we could do... I mean, the Nightfall 2-man two, two is going to be not hard at all. So what about an exotic locked until you ran a certain number of strikes, like the ship you were going for. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what I mean by having Zavala having a rank that matters and you level him up by grinding the strikes. Precisely. Precisely. Um, you can get seven cores for a hundred hearts. Hmm. Uh, Good Knight says, as a person who can't play very much, I think it'd be awesome if you could keep getting powerful rewards by just grinding a strike. I think that's a decent idea. Sorry, I've already been said. Yeah, Mike had this idea on the podcast. 30 and so gaming said, why not just have a rhythm of powerful reward from activities? You're just getting delivered, you know, things that update, you know, I think that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good piece of feedback. Azuma Kazuma. What would you think about every mob in a strike dropping a mode of luck? And then you can slam that in the end chest for better loot exotics and an Uber reward. Um, every mob. I mean, I don't know why you're giving me that many. Um, I don't know why you're giving me that many. I would think that the idea that I had where there's a chance for strike bosses to drop the card of, you know, the dead man's card and the dead man's card can be used when grinding a nightfall to increase your chances of the nightfall specific reward dropping. Josh McKenna, what if the Age of Triumph uh, raid gear could drop instead of associated strikes? So Crota's End, Age of Triumph items could drop from Hive Strikes, Vogue, from... Um, I like the idea of bringing those armor sets back. I don't like shoving them in strikes. That feels trivial for something that is in from an era of just amazing memory and beauty and triumph. That feels like very trivial to me. I like your idea of bringing them back. I don't like where you're putting them. I don't. Strikes are just a joke to a certain extent, and I think that's okay. Having meat and potatoes content I think is important but I don't think you put something that prestigious or prestigious sorry in it uh, Dano is the difficulty spectrum for strikes and nightfalls being able to solo or do a nightfall um, oh isn't the difficulty spectrum for nightfalls I, uh, again if you look at if you look at the nature of how the game is built I think difficulty spectrum is a really 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 good ideas um can you guys give me an idea here of which one we should run and how we should run it? I mean, the nightfalls aren't that hard now, um, with the, with with a with a build with a build like this. I don't even know what we would put on. Um, I I don't think it would be that hard with. I mean, just solar burn on probably what like pyramidian would be pretty fast. I can't remember what he what he uses. Um, because you could do. But Tree of Probabilities is really fast too. Isn't that the Cabal guy? Will of a Thousands with Celestial Nighthawk is hilarious. Um, Will of Thousands, Heavyweight, and Solar or Void. Okay. Alright, I'm set up for Solar, b- bro. Alright, let's go. Uh, next question, Pogme says, Rampage is a great perk, but... 
do you think it would be a good idea if Rampage went up in levels so it came to one two three three two one zero? Oh, it came up in level and went down in level. Here's what I'm I'm gonna say this, and I know people are gonna be like, oh my gosh, let's get past Rampage. You know, let's get past Rampage. Give me cooler perks. Give me give me give me something else that's saucy and fun. Um, that that that's that's what I think. I don't think that rampage needs anything else it's already a great perk it's already the most used perk in general so uh b dog 588 our strikes pointless now oh did we nerf ourselves we didn't nerf ourselves by accident did we no we didn't okay we're 650 uh our strikes pointless now what are your thoughts i mean it says strikes are pointless right here and i did a whole talk on it so i'm not really sure why you asked this question that's basically what the talk was about uh, do you think they could work on titles and seals into strikes? Right now, titles are really hard to get, but some uh, are easier ones tied to strikes would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too... Uh, my bias is probably showing when I never mention, you know, titles and emblems and things like that. That's not really something that is that is ever really high on my uh, my radar or my importance you know, whenever I think about the game, that's just usually not what I'm what I'm thinking about. I'm usually not thinking, oh, hey, we better make sure we get some titles in there. Um, but if they're going to do titles, I think Strikes would be a great place for it, especially if you're grinding, you know, your rank and, and leveling up with Zavala. Uh, me, Jonier, says, forgive me if you've already talked about this today. Couldn't get here earlier. Can you explain why Nightfall Strikes don't have matchmaking? I, in my uh, matchmaking video, talked about how they really do need matchmaking in Nightfalls. And I think Difficulty Spectrum is where the two could meet. You could definitely have this idea that there's like a base level... Uh, there's a base level, stru- you know, version of the Nightfalls that has matchmaking, and then maybe the harder versions, they they decide that you know, hey, you know, we don't we don't think people should be able to matchmake into the harder versions. We think this should be something reserved for you know a full team. Then I think you'd be in a, a you know pretty good pretty good shape. You could still grind for the Nightfall specific rewards, but maybe have there be like again, this is where difficulty spectrum and like staggered bounties could be a big benefit. You're you're going into the Nightfall at a harder difficulty, and the reason for that is that you get you know these bounties that you can't get any other way. Now people are like, well, that's not fair. Well, use the basic matchmaking in the Nightfall. If you find a team that knows what the frick they're doing and you have a good time, send them a message, add friends, and get to work. Just like with raids, right? I mean, they have to have some content that is at least up there in difficulty enough where you can kind of say, yeah, we don't, you know, matchmaking really wouldn't work here. Uh, Cheryl, do you think Destiny parting ways with Activision will show and we'll finally see who's the bad guys? I think the the idea of viewing video games in this us versus them idea of who's the bad guy who ruined the game, I think is something that gets lots of clicks on YouTube, but is ultimately not rooted in fact. Again, I think that at the end of the day, what was the primary cause for Destiny's woes was creative dissonance at the beginning of the, you know when they when they built the game. I believe that there was a creative dissonance. I believe there was something that went awry and they had to reset the game. When that happened, 
Milo, we have to do this with two people. You can't join us. I'm not going to complete my bounty if you join. It literally says in a fire team of two. Um, so the that was the beginning of the end of you know creation efficiency. They 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 they've been behind pretty much ever since then. They've been behind ever since that point. They've always been kind of playing catch up. They also chose to, chose to build the game in um they also chose to build chose to build the game in old tech and an old uh an old engine. So that's part of the problem too is their you know their build efficiency is just not where you would want it for a lot of a lot of this kind of a game's delivery rhythm you need stuff to come out at a reasonable pace and they just they've always struggled uh to do that so train i use the spark of light on my third uh character so i need a lot of year one gear for that one what about strike gear filling those spots that i paid for but pass up in the content but need for other items in the future I don't think this is a pain point that needs met. I think that they should just have that loot somewhere in an NPC for you to purchase. Like, if there's, you know, strike things in the past, like year one things that you'd like to get, those that could just be for sale from an NPC somewhere or something. Um, you know, the, the the year one gear is not that great anyway. I mean, I'm not I'm not concerned about this. Your pain point is not a commonly shared one. It's also one that doesn't matter all that much. Year one gear can't get mods, can't get random rolls. Um, you don't need gear. You don't need gear filler. Just play the game and put the, you know, and put the gear on that you get. I mean, that's, that's pretty much all you need to do. Uh, Bird Jeebus, how would you feel about a vanity system for armor so that activities drop enhanced perks that can be grinded for and people don't sacrifice, uh, fashion? Well, and I think enhancement cores, letting you enhance perks is all you need. We don't need, like, another currency to drop in the game. That starts to muddy the waters. I don't need another currency that lets me, you know, change... What are you saying? A vanity system so you can get enhanced perks. I I don't think we need another currency in the game. I think that... I think you could very easily say, no, this this is... uh, All we need need for this is enhancement cores to be able to enhance the perks. I don't, I don't need another, I don't need enhancement perks to drop, right? I think you could get a lot more, um, stuff. You can buy year one gear from vendors after you rank up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that solution already exists. Like, yeah, I, I, you don't need, um, you don't need the, uh, the year one gear. uh, Yeah. I think this person, I don't know. I've, I've never heard anybody say, Hey man, I'm really starved for year one gear. Like I just that that's not a common pain point that I've ever heard uh, shared. Nobody nobody that uses Spark of Light is like running around like, oh man, I I, I really need uh, I really need year one gear. I mean, for what? Like, what are you doing that you can't get it? And again, as you rank up, you just buy it from uh, the planetary NPCs um, instead of instead of waiting for it to drop but i i don't know i just i've never known people to to struggle in this in this regard with needing needing year one gear just equip what drops bdog588 should there be an option to select what game modes in pvp such as where you can select uh quick play or comp um and choose clash or control what do you think i mean i think that they're trying not to fragment the player base 
So if the player base is fragmented, matchmaking takes forever, and I think that has to be considered. And they're just trying not to fragment the player base. This is why they don't have a solo queue playlist. This is why they don't have a solo queue playlist. They don't have a solo queue playlist because it would fragment the player base. Player base is already shrinking and struggling, you know, and it's just it's just it's just the nature of how matchmaking works in a dwindling player base. They have to be careful because they can definitely, I think, hurt um, matchmaking and take it long if they break it all apart. Uh, Dan Mardigan. Everything in Destiny feels static. Do you think Bungie will ever release something more dynamic um, like Underground or Survival? I think every game kind of owns its identity and I think this game owns its identity in being a very simplistic content loop with satisfying shooting mechanics and supers and things like that. This game has never needed complex things to keep it going. It's always been very straightforward, very simple. People like to run patrols. People like to run strikes. The the, the, the highly complex content always gets the least amount of engagement. Um, so people play less because they have no choice of game type as well, though. I mean, maybe. I mean, we, we don't want to discount folks that are like, I can't play the game modes that I want. And then they're, they're unable to to really feel that sense of empowerment in their experience. But also, I think there there's just something to be said for quick matchmaking is, is a need in most games. It's a need in most games. And I think that if you don't have quick matchmaking, I forgot about Whisper. If you don't have quick matchmaking, I think that that, that hurts more people uh, than it helps. Like the people that you're going to help by having the, the choosable the choosable game modes is potentially, I think, going to cause more problems than it solves. Amish Milkman. Skip if been answered. Do you think strikes that have basic non-nightfall could have a set of mod that drops from it that you could grind, for example? Um, something... Uh, something like Dragonfly plus from a strike that has a lot of cursed thrall. Oh, like a mod. I mean, I th- this th- you guys are creating systems that I just don't think Bungie can create right now. Creating systems of like, oh, you can literally get perks to drop. I mean, the game's just not set up for that right now. That so many OP builds could potentially come from that. Um, I think that again, that that again would cause problems. Um, and I don't, again, I try to suggest ideas that I think they're, that are within the, the, the bounds of what they could do right now. And this sounds great, but I just don't think they're in a place where they could, they could conceivably add that, that kind of, that kind of depth and that kind of grind. Cause you're basically giving people the ability to add perks to guns. Well, what guns could you add those perks to? Um, you know what what guns are, are going to get this this benefit of being able to put whatever it is you want um, on them I mean that again I think I think is a good idea but I I try to create ideas that are within the within the boundaries of like what is kind of sensible what is conceivable right now in the in the grand scheme of where destiny is work within the existing frameworks and create you know things that are doable because right now i mean they let us add mods to our weapons and even that is like really restrictive they don't let you do a ton 
uh, Rain the Dark. When Bungie announced Lost Sectors way back when, I originally thought they were going to be endgame dungeons that we could find and get exotics and legendaries and stuff. Now they're a disappointment and they aren't endgame. Do you think they should rework Lost Sectors to be endgame uh, dungeons that are challenging and add specific rewards? I mean, I kind of like what they did with, you know, Spider and you can go and you can do one a week and it's like really challenging. It's really hard. And you know, doing that yields you like a powerful reward. And those fights were all unique and specific and had their own, you know, their own mechanics. Now they weren't necessarily end game, but I, as I said before, taking end game and trying to inject it into every other piece of content isn't, isn't necessarily good. Having a spectrum of content, I think is good. And we have lost sectors, pub events. We have strikes, we have adventures. Then we have daily missions. You know, we have the, 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 uh, the, the missions themselves and then we have um, the the nightfalls and we have the raids there's a spectrum there's a spectrum of content and I think that spectrum of content is totally fine trying to drag the casual nature of the bottom into the top into like raids or trying to grab the hard challenging nature of the raids or nightfalls and injecting it into the bottom I don't think that's a good that's a good approach I think that becomes dissonant and almost imbalanced so I think there could there could be a whole lot better ways um, to do it. We need to do a story mission now. Um, and we got 75 from that. I thought it was 45. Are you just do you just get the hearts from doing activities as well? I thought you just got them from the bounties. This is gonna be really fast. Um, I'm gonna be able to get a lot of enhancement cores if that's the earn rate. If you if you're just getting if you're just getting them from literally everything, the Kraz, um, little off topic, but why is it so hard to have two sets of stats on weapons, one for PVE and one for PVP? I've seen it in other games. Uh, whatever reason, Bungie and lots of other studios seem to act like that's completely impossible. I don't necessarily think that this is impossible. It just could be outside of what they want to do. Um, what's the fast one? Fury is the fast one, isn't it? Um, it could just be something they don't want to do. It's not that they can't do it, you know? Uh, Rex says, I don't know if you have talked about this on another stream, but what do you think of Destiny being subscription-based, meaning no PSN for console players, and let's say a 10 to $15 a month to play? Well, you can't do that. You can't remove the need for PSN or Xbox Live that's interwoven into those platforms. So that's not possible. 10 to 15 a month to play would get rejected by console players out of hand. They would say, nope, absolutely not. I'm not paying a subscription fee. That's exactly what would happen. I promise you it would. That's just the nature of the game right now. That's the nature of, of, of Destiny. Destiny, they would definitely say, you know, I'm already paying a subscription fee. I'm paying for, you know, I'm paying for this, this, this subscription to Xbox Live, I'm, I'm paying for this, blah, 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 blah. I'm not paying for that. I think it would 100% be be ill-received. Um, I don't think console players would accept a subscription fee. I think that's just been proven time and time again every time it comes up. Fury is not fast. Deadly Trial is the fastest. Okay, let's, let's do Deadly Trial. I thought Fury was fast. Flying Mangoes. Why do you think they haven't added strike-specific loot? Seems like an easy win... Well, I mean, they have strike-specific loot in the nightfalls, so this question is is missing 
obvious information. I mean, they, they have added strike-specific loot. You probably, I guess you just don't like the way that they've done it. It's just, it's in, it's in Nightfalls. Milo. With Anthem having free future DLC and the Division 2 having free DLC for the first year, is Bungie going to feel the need to follow suit or experience even more player fragmentation and pushback? Or should they be fine with the DLC model they have right now? People need to remember what subsidizing Anthem's DLC is the microtransactions, which if the microtransactions sell well, it'll be okay. If they don't sell well, then the game's model's in trouble. Hopefully their market research is, is accurate. The division needs to launch, and people need the su- and people need to see the substance of those injections. Here's the thing: I remember people going nuts and singing the praises of the division model at the E3 where they announced it. Oh, this is how you treat the player base, Bungie. This is how you treat the player base. Look at this: a year of free content. Oh yeah, have you played it yet? How much substance is there? How much content is there? How much grind is it going to give you? You don't know. If it's substantive and it's really, really good, I'll be incredibly interested in seeing how they monetize that. How do they? How do they pay for that? How do they get that going? I mean, you can do the annual pass with with division, and doing the annual pass, you get the content a week early and maybe they're trusting that enough people will pay for that and that year pass i you know i don't know um i think that i think that in general i think that people are going to going to see that no no method is perfect i don't think division's going to be perfect i don't think their content delivery is going to be perfect i don't think anthem's content delivery is going to be perfect they're all going to have elements to them that are that are more appealing over another. I now will Destiny have to think about you know a free content model? I don't think Destiny can put that back in the box. I don't think they can put the genie back in and say, oh, we're going to subsidize all future content with a microtransaction store. Their microtransaction store doesn't pull enough. I don't think revenue for that to work. I just don't think it does. They would need, they would need significantly more in there and have it more streamlined and easier to buy perhaps an alternative subscription model I think Destiny is doing essentially a version of what Division's doing is there's free stuff every season and if you want the extra stuff you pay and you get the extra stuff Division's saying there's free stuff every season and if you want to get it early and probably I, I don't know they'll probably throw in vanity stuff you can pay and you can get this extra stuff I happen to think that you're going to see more and more of that style. ESO, it's like it's like a version of what ESO does. You don't have to pay for this alternate quote-unquote subscription, but if you do, it comes with pretty dope perks, and and the lion's share of the committed player base will probably be like, well, I don't mind paying thirty or forty bucks, you know, every every nine to ten months. It's not a big deal. I get all these extra perks and all these extra bonuses, so. Uh, Wordman says, with all the talk of planetary vendors, uh, do you think something should be done with weapons we forged in Curse of Osiris? Well, that would be his, his pool, right? That would be his, his weapon pool and his bounties would be tied to forging. I think that's how you would do it. It it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't just be, yeah, go kill a bunch of guys because Mercury sucks as a planet anyway. That's how you would package his stuff I think law enforcer is it time to admit the pvp needs dedicated guns to separate it from pve no I don't think that would work I think people would revolt and hate that uh Brian can we start 
a change.org petition petition to have massive from division rework the armor system in destiny this is a stupid question uh holomania i'm sorry that's dumb come on man like no that what are we gonna you think that's we're gonna think that's gonna happen you you think in your mind we're gonna put a change.org petition together and we're and bungie's gonna rework their entire structure of development staff because you got you got a bunch of online activism going like come on man um, Holomania. You might have already answered this in a different stream, but do you think Bungie will ever make Destiny cross-platform? I mean, the cross-platform conversation is happening. The guy from, you know, I guess the CEO from Paladin spoke out about it. Cross-play and cross-save are certainly things that people would like to see come to the game. I think at a ground-level, cross-save could be the first step, because everything's on the Bungie.net servers. Uh, Danith. Will Bungie over vamp game again to sell for full price or force us to buy yearly DLCs I don't this question doesn't make any sense they overvamps not a word and secondly they've never said you have to sell full price or or force us to buy yearly DLCs I don't think there I think the future is annual pass with potentially big DLCs and then eventually like a sequel um, flying mangoes. Sorry about forgetting the nightfall loot, but I meant specifically strikes and was thinking along the lines of armor and not just weapons. I like the idea of nightfalls being for weapons, but regular strikes for an armor set. Yeah, I answered this in the talk. I should have said this when I answered your question. I've said this a couple times. Having an armor set in Zavala, but also having an armor set that can drop from the strikes is a way to do that. Amish Milkman. Strikes seem to be more prominent in Destiny 1 with the grind loop and keys. Destiny 2 seems to be more focused on event items, such as the season pass. Could Bungie just be pushing strikes into the background like Lost Sectors? I certainly hope not. Right? I certainly hope not because strike there's so many strikes why would you not get capital out of them there there that's good content flanker dude hardcore players seem to get the pinnacle gear and weapons first and get to enjoy them as soon as casuals get them they get nerfed or get overshadowed by other weapons any fix this is a misrepresentation of everything that has happened in destiny uh the the pinnacle weapons have not been nerfed yet so you're stating something that is 100% false if you're talking about exotics that's not true because exotics are RNG based nobody was getting shards of Galanor because they were a hardcore player RNG was the reason they got shards of Galanor so the the nature of the nature of, of getting pinnacle gear loaded question didn't get nerfed Luna's and the not forgotten didn't get nerfed the breakneck hasn't been nerfed the the, the the, well, the, the one with Desperado, the broadsword, doesn't need nerf. It's not very good. So, you're asking a question that's rooted in something that hasn't happened. So, go and get those guns. They have not been nerfed. If Bungie were to nerf... It's funny you asked this because somebody earlier said, does the Lunas and the Not Forgotten need nerfed? And I was like, no, that would be terrible. So... I'm gonna cut it there. We're gonna keep talking and keep and keep doing something, but we're probably gonna shift gears to shoutcasting in a little bit. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. You can always come in and take part of these questions. I might be live right now, so come on in. If I'm not live, click the follow button. As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching or listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs>